You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and beside me this week is the one and only Captain Nunn. The one and only? Well, hello, y'all. Well, there should only be one and only Captain Nunn. The world can only take one. Maybe we just don't know. (laughs) If there is another one, we need to be deathly afraid. Oh, God. (laughs) And speaking of... I I would say he is the the one and only Captain Nunn. Yes. And I was going to say, and on that same front, there only needs to be one and only of this card, this character over here, the man that even kind of helped push us down this pathway or at least half of the people that help push us down this crazy podcasting world dave weimer of the one and only cod pod network it's the reverend shag motherfucker all right fine. <laughs> reverend shag we finally got reverend shag on the show <laughs> where's my fucking bong <laughs> how you doing good sir good bro good, it's our good, first man. skype uh episode we had a shit ton of difficulties trying to get this going including having my mic inputs on the wrong thing and you couldn't hear jack shit so yeah i was wondering what was going on not not to mention just waiting forever even though i told you to hold it off you you said roughly an hour and then like fucking 40 minutes later you were like okay i'm ready i'm like all right i I was already working on an hour okay okay (laughs) you you got a family of four you're uh-huh. cooking four steaks. That's right. Uh, home fries mm-hmm. and asparagus. How oh, long God, do you think good. that would take to cook? And because potatoes take a while, you know, yeah, and, roughly and an hour, eat, and then to get ready. Yeah. So I wanted to give me ample time. How did I know that I was that efficient? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Well, still though, so you you can't say, "Oh, I've been sitting here waiting." I you you gave a time and a schedule, and I was only maybe fifteen twenty minutes past that, and he hadn't got the food coma from a steak <laughs> yeah. dinner yet. So <laughs> I was still late, but not as late as you may want to make it sound like I was. <laughs> I wasn't. I, hey, I was not making it sound like you were really late. I was just saying. Well, part of it straight is we, up. Well, part of it is we just really need to upgrade your gear. It's like we're, I still can't get that USB interface to fucking work. And if I could, all of this would have been so much easier. Speaking about updating gear, you guys really need to make it up to Syracuse. I'll book you a show there. We we can book a a few shows there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sweet. But my basement is the fucking podcast studio from fucking. Heaven. Oh, I bet it, it is. is fucking badass. So this is I've happening. Been, I went. I, I went up last week. Well, actually, I just got home yesterday. Well, let, let's uh, take a little bit backstory. So, uh, where are you originally from? Like, uh, where when we met, where were you living? Texas. And I still. I'm, I'm in Texas right now. Right. I'm in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds like you're in the process originally of moving. from Seattle. Okay. Moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. But my podcast career has been in Texas. Right. 
until I started working with other podcasts. Right. Which is bringing me up to the north. Well, cool, man. It seems like that's finally taken off for you. You've been working at it for a good while, so it's like that's definitely at least in our range. It feels like for some reason that would be an easier trip to get up to Syracuse than it would be uh, Texas for some reason. How far away is Syracuse yeah. from, uh, say, like Rochester? Oh, like uh, I want to say it was like an hour maybe to get there. Okay. Maybe an hour and a half. I've definitely done. wasn't really paying attention, but I did drive through Rochester to get to Syracuse, and when I came back, because I U-hauled up, I I got a twenty-six foot U-haul, filled it up with my shit, you know, um, right? And because I got to sell this house in Texas, so we're, uh, I already bought the house in fucking Syracuse, so I drove up there, took two days to get up there. Um, um, so yeah, I, I want to say it was about. I want to say it was about an hour, maybe an hour, 25 minutes from okay. Rochester to Syracuse. I've made that drive from Knoxville, Tennessee to basically Rochester uh, once before. Just It took me a, a day, but it was a long day. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I drove from, from um, San Antonio to Nashville. That was That's 16 hours. In a, in a, yeah, that was 16 hours in a, a 26-foot fully loaded U-Haul. Then, it was like 13 hours to Syracuse. Jesus. Damn. From there. So, so and then, coming, then, I, then I, got a, I took my 26 U-Haul, unloaded it by myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> took it back to U-Haul, got a 10-foot U-Haul. I was in Syracuse for like four days, you know, trying to get shit done, you know, right. getting, you know, shit done in my house, rekeyed and fucking you know you know things but with this fucking bullshit that's going on yeah i couldn't get the internet hooked up i couldn't there's a lot of things i couldn't do so i can't i so i got a a 10-foot u-haul and drove back to texas (laughs) which was much which is much easier oh well i'd imagine so a lot lighter (laughs) yeah how many way lighter way smaller (laughs) you know the 26-foot u-haul is like a semi almost oh yeah dude yeah, actually, what Cap was saying, like, what, what were the tolls like on that? Oh, I don't know. The tolls were closed, dude. Oh, really? Here, I got. Here's one story. Okay, so I get into New York, right? It's I ninety. Okay, I'm in in Philadelphia. I get in Philadelphia. I get into I from one twenty seven. I think I go to I ninety. Okay. Which goes all the way across the United States to Seattle. You mm-hmm. know, right? Seattle's I right. ninety. You can take. I-90 from fucking Seattle to New York, right? Mm-hmm. So I get on I-90 in Philadelphia, enter New York, and you go through a toll in Buffalo, you go through a toll. But all the tolls were, like, closed. They were, like, you know, with signs saying, due to the coronavirus, the COVID-19, we are not taking tolls. You will not be ticketed. Please pull forward. You know, wow. You know, huh. so I I go down a couple more. You know, you drive like for what twenty five miles or something, and yeah. you go through another toll. Same thing. Drive another twenty five miles or something, you go through another toll. There was a person working there. I'm like, oh shit, I got to pay a toll. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're not taking tolls. Um, just pull forward. Let me get your license plate. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So pull forward. She gets my license plate. Just drive on. So I get to fucking Syracuse, and uh, so I go through two more tolls. That are closed, right? Right. And uh, they same sign on all of them. Right. Get to get to into Syracuse, and there's a toll lady, right? And she goes, uh, "What exit did you get on?" I'm like, "I didn't get on an exit." 
She goes, what do you mean you didn't get on an exit? I came in from Philadelphia on I-90. I didn't get on an exit. I've been on I-90 ever since. I'm right. getting off now. She goes, what kind of fucking idiot are you that you don't know what fucking exit you got on? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't get on an exit. So I'm still- Everybody gets on a fucking exit. She was all fucking pissed off at me. You know, you shouldn't be on the fucking road if you can't fucking figure out this fucking shit. And she was like dropping F-bombs left and right, right? Holy shit. And I'm wow. in a 26-foot fucking U-Haul. I mean, this thing's like a fucking semi. I'm like, yo, bitch, look at this. <laughs> Do you think this is my fucking ride? No. <laughs> I'm coming from fucking Texas, all right? I drove on through Philadelphia on 127. I got on I-90. I entered New York. I've never taken a goddamn fucking exit. <laughs> you work for the fucking state highway and you don't know this fucking shit? What fucking kind of idiot are you? You caught her on a bad day. What was she mad about? Well, she's a toll lady. Yeah. So first off, <laughs> she takes tolls. Second off, she's losing her fucking job because there's no more toll people, dude. Now it's going all photographed. So, you know, it's like you just drive through tolls now and they just take your license plate and bill you. Yeah, uh, one of those. So like, there's no reason to, to have yeah, a toll or like person. even the ones we go through are just the coins. Yeah, because we hit a couple tolls yeah. going up to uh, West Virginia, and uh, the first one we hit are coins. It's usually about seventy five cents, but then the second set of uh, tolls, there'll be uh, someone to take cash because it's like four or five bucks. But even on that one, I bet you exactly what Dave's saying, and that it's just going to get to the point where. They get rid of those people. They're just going to be scanning license plates Damn. and just sending them on. Oh yeah, they're already. It's already you know on the news and everything that they're they're done. So she just know? so they all they all know they're losing their jobs. But even before that, yeah. history is like the toll people are the worst people. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, they're, they're trolls without the R. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just. That's good. <laughs> well, it's a fact. It, it's a fact. But it was crazy, dude. And I was just fucking cussing this bitch out because <laughs> she called me a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. And you she don't was do dropping that. F-bombs so unwarranted. Like, Be like, look, like, you I may just be wanted... from New York, but you don't mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah. And I had my GPS on my phone. So it's like, I just wanted to fucking whip my phone out and start recording this shit. You yeah, know? exactly. But I couldn't because I, I had my GPS on. Yeah. Another thing about the the twenty six foot U haul, whenever I got to a certain point of miles, the thing just started like locking up. It started just you know jumping like three feet off the ground. You know? that's not like, good. What the fuck? At like just 60, 70 miles an dirty. hour. Yeah, dude, it was like what the <laughs> fuck? I think it was bad gas or something. I don't know, right? So I I made sure. So, because when I was coming, uh, I was uh, going through uh, Arkansas, and at the end of Arkansas, it started doing it. Bam, 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 you know, and I thought I had a flat. I'm like, oh, right. fuck, and I pull off the highway, right? And this is a two-lane fucking highway, and everybody is through Texas, Arkansas, and Tennessee. The roads were just as crowded as they were any other fucking time in my life that I've ever been on a highway. <laughs> Three states through, and 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 uh, no signage about anything about COVID nineteen. None. Really, none, huh. none. There's nothing. As soon as I got to Kentucky, 
the roads were like there's at least 70 car spaces between the next car on the highway yeah maybe 200 car spaces there's times i didn't see a car you know damn but that's just kentucky though every every well kentucky ohio (laughs) um ohio um uh what's the state that philadelphia is in uh pennsylvania pennsylvania and new york every 10 to 20 miles was a big fucking lit up sign telling talking about COVID 19 what to do wash your hands go to this website and stuff like that stay home uh you know do yeah stay home uh Curve the curve the flatten the, whatever, flatten the curve know. yeah <laughs> flatten the curve yeah blah 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 flat you earth <laughs> but no- <laughs> nothing in the south though nothing Charlotte's got like a, Charlotte's got a few of them up uh, around I've seen uh, neon signs with the uh, website uh, for any info on medical information and stuff like that on it but that's yeah about te- it. Texas does too Texas is like the actually the 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 gem of the south definitely because. Obviously, there's like a lot of Californians and Washingtonians and Northern people living in Texas. It's fucking mm-hmm. Northern Not, people. <laughs> yeah, Northern people Damn are fucking Yankees. smarter than Southern people, man. Southern people are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking stupid, dude. Look at look at fucking Shit Louisiana. Right. Look at Louisiana right now, man. I mean, fuck. Hey, let's have a fucking party. Invite 100 million people. <laughs> uh, we are fucked. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking stupid, dude. Uh, when I was coming back, though, through Texas, I got pulled over. When I went across the Texas border, I got pulled over to make sure I wasn't coming from Louisiana. That's the only time I got stopped. Wow. Because <laughs> Texans are not allow- allowing anybody from Louisiana. If you're from Louisiana, you have to go into automatic quarantine. Wow, that's God, ridiculous! I'm gl- glad he didn't ask me. I was coming from New York. I don't know what he was. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, that's a pretty decent haul. I mean, how many pit stops do you wind up making? And because you, you're you're doing this travels during the main outbreak when you know the news coverage is really starting to pick up from it. So, like, how was each area kind of handling it? Could uh, like if comparative to others if you stopped at anything like a walmart or just gas stations and shit well i just stopped at gas stations and rest stops like I, i'd have to go to a rest stop yeah um you know to to, to walk just to stretch my legs out on oh, the yeah. way up so i was there for a week so i mean we there's a you know hundreds of thousands of deaths since i go up to when i come down right so it's a totally different situation when i was going up it was like the first day I mean, I, I drove from from San Antonio to Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. And it would it just seemed like any other fucking day. Okay, you know, there was nothing. It was like it was just nothing but traffic. You know, I mean, so much that I had to sit in fucking traffic through Austin for like a <laughs> And how long ago was this? Yeah, was this like that, right that, when that it was last Monday? Oh, last Monday when I left. So, oh, okay. What was the date on that? Uh, 24th of march yeah something like that right yeah and uh so i went i got to nashville got the hotel crashed uh woke up i uh 
I had some beers in a cooler, so I fucking drank a bunch when I <laughs> when I got in. So of so I woke up nice. a little late. You know, I wanted to get up like at four or five, you know, and take off, but I ended up getting up at like nine. Mm. You know, I mean, you got to treat yourself. But every I just now and drove. Then. I just drove fucking sixteen hours too. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy yeah, yourself would, for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the GPS says, oh, this is a fucking 13 and a half hour drive. I'm like, sweet. That doesn't count for you stopping to get gas or yeah. anything. That's just, you know, driving straight uh, in in a miracle world. So, so, so it ended up 14. taking me 16 hours. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, damn. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I was stuck in traffic. I mean, that whole... The second day, though, from uh, Nashville to Syracuse, New York was uh 12 hours and like 40 minutes you know so yeah. almost the same amount of trip and it took me like 13 hours i mean it was literally i was only like 20 minutes behind what the gps said and that was just like but there was no nothing compared to the day before nothing it was a totally different <laughs> world it was a completely different world wow that's yeah. nice that even just over 24 hours it could change that much well no it wasn't the time it mm. was the area yeah, that's true. It was right. I pulled out of the south and went to the north because I just came back yesterday, right? Right. So um, when I drove through Arkansas yesterday, mm-hmm. everything's fucking open in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is open. You like you you know you know how you have those um, outlet malls on the side of the highways? Yeah, yeah. All those were open. They're packed. They're packed, yeah. They're completely packed. Tell me why Nike is fucking open right now. <laughs> Who needs to go to fucking get fucking shoes? Adidas, fucking Liz Claiborne. All these, they're all fucking open. Every restaurant, even this fucking triple uh, X stops. It's like that. It's, they're open. If I'll tell you what, if my home county of Haywood County has one case of coronavirus, there's chances are that little town is just riddled with it at this point. Yeah, probably, dude. I mean, this, this and the so, thing is, so. is I think a lot of it has to come down to uh, the state because North Carolina, it wasn't until about maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, did they, did they put down the uh, only essential businesses stay open policy? Yeah, it was two weeks ago here. I think yeah. that was nationwide two weeks ago. You was know, it but I think one? it's up. To, yeah, but I think it's up to it the, was the starting you know, like maybe a couple weeks ago. I think it's up to the governor and whoever runs fucking uh, Arkansas, or what I like to call it, Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> no one gave a you know? fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, I, nobody knows. I mean, I'm sure people are driving around and they have no fucking clue. Yeah, because it, there's it was, nothing, nothing on the highway. I finally saw a sign that said. Um, be safe. I'm like, oh, finally got one. And then the next thing flashes up, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas just doesn't care. It's like, really? You're going to fucking put... I mean, come on. That was like, we were doing that in the fucking 80s, all right? I got family in Arkansas. I got to see about safe this. Si- <laughs> You're going to put a be safe sign up now and you don't even mention uh, COVID-19? You know, I don't think these people know they're going to stay at home. I pulled into a Love's. Dude, and there was literally, you know how big a, you've ever seen a Love's gas station? Oh, yeah. I think they're nationwide, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, They're for travelers and shit, you know? You can get your, like, fucking Arkansas fucking shot glass there, you know? With a little little razorback on it, right? 
Yeah, which I did <laughs> on every every fucking state I drove through. I bought a shot glass and. I had to get two in Tennessee because one just said redneck and the other one said Nashville. So it's like, well, it's like, uh, I got to go with Tennessee is fucking full of fucking rednecks. So I need this <laughs> fucking shot glass. And Nashville's cool. So I need this uh, fucking shot glass. And uh, it is, as far as Tennessee goes, I will say Nashville had it dialed down the best, but still. Still um, got to visit Nutbush. It's still fucking There ain't stupid. nothing to Nutbush. No, I think Knoxville is like the most dialed down of like the big Tennessee towns just because it's a college town, too. Oh, I didn't drive through that, so I don't know. Oh, you're talking about like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I didn't know if I would have taken you through that part. Anyway. No, I didn't. I drove through Memphis, though, and that place is a shithole. Isn't it, though? (laughs) Fuck. Why is it a shithole? It's just it's, it's just, just nasty looking, dude. It's just it is nasty looking. It just looks run down. It's just not a very pleasant city. Period. Uh-uh. Well, is is it just run down, or is it like city with character that hadn't had every single building torn down and rebuilt? It was a shithole before. Like uh, they're starting to gentrify a few neighborhoods, but. I mean, it's just like any other gentrified neighborhood, really, just yeah. driving around it. But my judgment comes from a window. All right, driving through. And it just looked like a fucking shithole. Like, I, this is not a place I want to stop. So if you go through, like, uh, you think of, like, Detroit in, like, uh, late 2000s, whatever, when uh, every, everything went out of business, that was way more pleasant looking than uh, fucking Memphis. Oh, okay. At the same all time, right, too. All right. I'll, I'll take your word on it, man. I'll know nothing is worse than probably downtown Los Angeles. The one time oh, yeah. I went through it. Uh, yeah. Downtown, downtown LA is pretty fucking. Sh- it's always been though. New Orleans still, unfortunately, literally smells like shit. <laughs> yeah, I still have never been. Sh- should I go, Dave? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's no reason. There's, there's, I, there's no reason to even have that in America anymore. Like, just <laughs> even there, God's trying to get rid of it. I think we should just fucking, you know. <laughs> that whole southeast, you know. I mean, Florida might have some nice spots, but even Florida is a know. fucking ghetto. <laughs> I got so, so you're trying to get rid of North, South Carolina, and Georgia over here? No, I, I don't know about that. I That's mean, all southeast. Right? Well, you can we can draw a line. What about <laughs> you know you can like you know you, we can lower it to keep you safe. What about you God? Know. What about goddamn Myrtle Beach? Can that stay? <laughs> yeah. Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. <laughs> P, the 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 PGA would fucking battle me on that. So <laughs> well, they got money. So well, I was gonna say that, I think the it, only it, other it, thing underneath Georgia is what Florida. So you're literally just trying to kill Florida. <laughs> we can kill Georgia, can't we? Atlanta. Wait. Atlanta's pretty cool. Mm. Can we move? Can we move I'm it? To think of yeah. I'm trying to think of where else is cool in Georgia, but that's there, they, dude. I, when Augusta's I was driving through pretty. Kentucky, it was beautiful, and there's like a lot of space up there that you could just take Atlanta and put up there. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky has the room, you know. <laughs> you know, and it was gorgeous, dude. It was like fucking great, great, great drive. That was that was my favorite state to really? drive through. Really, Kentucky. Yeah. 
Well, it's crazy, man. I mean, especially for the fact, you know, you're kind of, that's a pretty big leap from, you know, Texas all the way up to New York, you know, and, you know, you, you, of course, when you play a little coy, you know, just working for, you know, new podcast company and stuff like that. I mean, that's clearly given you some, you know, leaps and bounds to be able to do this. You know, is that was how long have you been wanting to do the podcast stuff professionally? Oh, uh, uh, I guess ever since I started the Cult of Dave, you know, I wanted, you know, the first episode I wanted to be professional. I mean, right. let's face it, you, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as being in a band. Right. Right. You know, Which you is where you originally song. even started were, out. Yeah. But you write your first song, you're like, I want this to go fucking tits. You, know? <laughs> you just wanted to be you good. Know? <laughs> you, don't, you don't do it to fucking not. You know, I want to write this song and have nobody fucking hear it. <laughs> well, know? I have a feeling uh, if, if it's anything like us, the songwriting eventually parlayed into the podcasting. So let's actually take it a little bit further back. Uh, what kind of struck you to want to kind of be a musician in the first place? And what did you f- pick up first? Well, I was born in 1964. So when I was growing up, I was growing up through the 70s. Right. And, you know, so I'm like, living on uriah heap and fucking um head east and nice fuck, you know <laughs> gonna say you're shit. talking cast language right now <laughs> <laughs> shit like that right yeah say my life i'm going down for the last time i think i have um what's that uriah heap record what's the name of that one like the magician's birthday up in uh oh, upstairs yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude that's uh, but I mean, and, and Sabbath and Zeppelin and, right. you know, I mean, so, you know, and that's when, you know, it was preaching sex, drugs and rock and roll. So why just full on 70s in, hard rock. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a kid, why wouldn't you want to be in a band? Same bands. Maybe it's every, want, it's same bands. Maybe want to start too. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, I, I, I started off with the tennis racket. No, of course, uh, of course. With some, you know, with some vinyl and some Blue Oyster Colt, you know. Awesome. Then, you know. And uh, <laughs> then I actually learned how to play guitar. Yeah. When would you, what year would you say is uh, when you got your first guitar? Oh, I was probably... That takes math. Um, I would Rough say definite. around... I would say around 72, 73... Really? You know? All right. Yeah, around around eight or nine okay. years old. Sweet. You know? Yeah. When I when I turned thirteen, my uh, for Christmas I got a silver tone amp and a uh, God, I think it was a silver tone guitar too, dude. Wow. It was a Sears and Roebuck. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You know? Which are which are fucking worth fucking top dollar. Today. I know. That's why I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, and let me guess, you just do like not a, have it, or you eventually destroyed it at like some an, point. It, exactly, <laughs> it was an SG copy, you know, Silvertone uh, SG sh- uh, guitar shape. Yeah, I bet it looked cool. And it had active pickups where you had to put batteries in them. Oh, nice! Yeah, but, wow. Yeah, nine a nine volt battery. Like, in, the, in the early seventies, I didn't realize I did it that far back. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Ovations, dude. The uh, Ovation made a. Guitar it looked like a big old shark fin. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, that God, I remember that was now. A, yeah, it looks so like it was a bat wing. I'll look that up. I, I had one too, like in the 80s when I was in my 80s band, that social thing. I played that 
ovation guitar. It had active pickups too. And it kept on fucking up and I never knew what was going on. It was because my battery was dead. <laughs> That's why I can't trust active pickups. I, I would just picture myself uh, playing a solo or something like that and it just craps out because the battery's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be the first solo of the first song in the set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just bought a jazz master. Oh, I bet uh, that's fun. Yeah, it's the Jay Massix one from Dinosaur Junior. That yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. His uh, it's actually a Squire, but it's fucking tits. Dude. I did I did a radio show with like the biggest Dinosaur Junior fans ever. It was fun. <laughs> uh, Dinosaur Junior was a cool fucking band. Dude. I only got a couple of their records, but uh, like I enjoy those two records, and I want to see them live. They're definitely on my bucket list as far as like seeing a live band because I've heard yeah. they're loud as shit. <laughs> yeah, they're loud as shit. But he is such a fucking great guitar player. I he mean, really is too. He's so fucking fun to watch. You know, I don't know now. I mean, he's what? How old is he now? Almost sixty years old. I mean, I, he's got to be up there. I know he's, he's older than me. So, but it's not like he's out there. You know, like being a full-on front man. He's just singing and uh, playing guitar around his circle of pedals that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's cool. Do you uh do you remember the first song you really learned how to play on guitar? Uh, I think the very first song I really really learned to play was "Smoke on the Water." Right. <laughs> now was yeah. it? Now of course it wasn't stereotypical at that point, you know, for that to be the first song learned. But like, what what gravitated you toward that one? Just the simplicity you know, of it, or? Yeah, just the three then. notes, the don, 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 you know, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was the as today. I think it was the same fucking, you know. Oh, you know, smoke on the water. You know? Oh, really? Even <laughs> so, back even then, then it was. <laughs> and then, um, but I think the the first uh, song that I really learned to play was probably Lola. By really? the Kinks. Okay, you know? that's 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 a really cool choice, actually. I don't even know yeah. if I know how to play that. Yet. Oh, it's easy, dude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then after that, I mean, because I was a big Kinks fan. Oh, yeah. Big Kinks, uh, big T-Rex fan, too. Nice. So I, you know, were I've those the bands liked... that were really making you want to play music, or was it more of like the Blue Oyster Cult? Uh, Blue Oyster Cult was really yeah. the band that really made me want to play music. I got you. you. Know? Right you know? on. That's pretty yeah, interesting now hearing uh, the music that you eventually created. I always like kind of hearing the origins of like the bands that kind of inspired yeah. you to start with. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's that's the early when I was a kid. Right, type, of course. Type shit, you know, and then, of course the Beatles. Really? You know, so, so, it, so you were a Beatles house? I always. I've, ever since I heard the first Beatles song, I've always been a Beatles fan. Now, did your family have the Beatles versus Elvis thing, or were they welcoming of all? No, my family would have been more Elvis. They would have been, they're, they were more like the Danny Kay. Got it. Um, you know. Because uh, I was aware of that uh, dynamic, at least. It was like some families, had, they were like, yeah. they were the Elvis family or the Beatles family, and they no, wouldn't allow no. either or in the house. Yeah, my, no, my folks no, my, were my, pretty my, much an Elvis family, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when, when they were rocking, it was Elvis. But they were more like Danny Kay. Um, uh, what's the fucking dude that uh, uh, had those fucking Christmas albums that were so Oh, popular. God. Uh, ben Crosby? No, but Herb they Albert. would be Ben Crosby fans. No, it's somebody like a, it's a blonde-haired dude that looked like he'd uh, molest children. Michael, ah! Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bublé's not no, blonde. No, I know, he's newer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have uh, no idea, honestly. Fucking, um, God, <laughs> I, I can't through, like, think of it right now. I'm but, going through uh, like mental like thing of like singers my parents like. <laughs> but uh, my my parents' albums pretty much was jazz and um, like lame jazz though not not like your good jazz right and um, uh, Christmas albums. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, that's what of, made me think of it because mom has a bunch of vintage Christmas albums, and as soon as you said he had like a uh, like a brass section or a band or something like that, uh, she's got the Herb over Tijuana Brass Christmas yeah, album, yeah. and she'll still blast that every year. And it's like that's one of the few one few Christmas albums I still hadn't come around to yet. I was like, whoo, that's a <laughs> that's some royal cheese there. So that can stay <laughs> <Yeah>. over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. But uh, a lot of Ben, uh, um, like you said, Ben Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Sinatra, which was good. Yeah. Um, but when you're Tony a kid, Bennett. Dean Martin, you but know. When you're a kid, you're just like, oh, that's lame. But when you get older and know about music, you're just like, oh, yeah, they actually were really good. I actually always kind of liked, I always kind of liked Dean Martin. There's something about Dean Martin that I always kind of dug. He just had, you know? had more fun than everybody else, it looks like. He also yeah. had more uh, attitude. Yeah, and he, and he was always drunk. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably yeah, that too. Something, something, something about that probably really like, drew you to him. <laughs> yeah, I just like the fact that he didn't give a shit, dude. No, you know? it's like because at a really young age, because I was raised a Catholic. Okay, you know, okay. my parents were were hardcore Catholics. Right. At a really young age, I got out of it, and I was sent to like. Uh, places to be talked to Damn. about that you know and the wow. priests and stuff like i wouldn't say psychiatric wards but close to like yeah like i had a like my parents actually thought i had a mental problem and wow. shit. just because you, you know? wanted to leave that i didn't i wow. didn't believe it i was like this is a fucking bullshit you know it was like <laughs> you know and then the older i got it got more into how much bullshit it was you right know? And they can never, ever argue back with me. And I'm, I'm talking about, like, when I was seven, eight years old. Wow, dude. You know, so. He was enlightened so, early. <laughs> he was woke, I, it just did, It just seemed wrong, dude. It just seemed like, you know, you know, the priest I never touched you. me or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I could see it coming. I could see that shit coming, man. It's like, if anybody's going to touch me, it's, it's that like, motherfucker over there. He got like, that look <laughs> in his eye. <laughs> Something right here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was weird, and my, and my parents are really concerned about that. Really? really concerned about how I was like, you know. And back then too. I mean, we're talking like what seventy two, seventy three. Mm-hmm. You know, no, Did, later than that. No, right around there. Yeah. Um, so, so Cash probably also would have been a bit uh, too rebellious, even. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh no, my actually my dad loved Johnny Cash. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just felt like a little bit more of like cuz it feels like that's not really, you know, casual Catholic. That sounds like that was hardcore Catholic. It just feels like maybe some of his subject matter would have been a bit unsavory oh, if that made any no, sense. No, see, that's the weird thing. My parents weren't hardcore Catholics. Okay. They, but but you know, my my mom did go to a Catholic school. Right. My dad didn't. It just seemed like with their reaction to you just being like, this is all horse shit, that almost just kind of almost felt like they were a bit more deeply involved with it than maybe some other people would have. I just think they were freaked out because I was at the age I was and, 
you know, yeah, yeah. already yeah. like denouncing. And they, and, and they they didn't they weren't the ones that were fucking as concerned as the Catholic priest. Oh, that okay. They got had me it. go talk to. Who wanted to put me in other places? I see. I got it. Now. It wasn't my it. parents that were doing. No, no. This is you know. My parents got had my back. They were okay, like, oh, that's okay, cool. that's cool. They were like, fuck this, dude. You know, it's like once, once, once the 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 ball started rolling, the snowball mm-hmm. started going down the hill, and things got bigger. Yeah, they had my back. They were that's like, cool. oh yeah, dude, this is fucked up. These, you know, and they stopped going to church. Oh wow. So if anything, I actually ended up saving my parents. There well, you hell go. yeah. <laughs> At eight well, years that, old. that's actually a pretty cool little uh, side note to it all because, again, I thought that was you were kind of reliving a Detroit Rock City kind of moment where the. Oh, where yeah, was like, no, no. Tickets. It was not that bad. No. <laughs> and that is when I became the Reverend Jack. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My folks were definitely religious and uh, they didn't like ex- freak out when I got into Kiss or Black Sabbath or anything like that because they grew up with that. They saw it for what it was. and But since we got into it, they were just kind of like, oh, man, really? <laughs> Him yeah. too? It's more like one of those. <laughs> Do you remember the very first uh, concert you saw? <laughs> my house was an Eagles household more than anything, so that was my first concert. <laughs> Eagles? Eagles, yeah. And I've, Well, that's a, that's, that's a good concert, dude. I'm still a big Joe Walsh fan for sure. Oh, yeah, Joe Walsh rocks, dude. I it, love Joe Walsh, man. He's fucking... God, I, I yeah. It, he definitely... He's definitely, uh, I think he was like the first guy that made me want to play guitar, actually. Yeah. Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Walsh is a, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a great influence to have. Alex, mm-hmm. what about you? you? Do you remember your first show? Uh, most of my first shows, because again, I'm a little bit maybe of a special case in this because of the way mom raised me, you know, just being right, so right. sort of around music. But outside of uh, seeing Annie scene as such, uh, like in clubs, um, I remember the first larger so punk rock. <laughs> some of the <laughs> yeah. first larger shows I went to. Um, I remember seeing Mark Ramone playing solo at a larger kind of like theater venue, and then the first actual like large like corporate owned arena show i ever went to was the rob zombie alice cooper tour and i was only there for alice cooper but it's like no Uh, other real big touring arena acts really interested me enough to justify the ticket price you know it was like all the bands i wanted to see were kind of on a mid to low scale so most of my first shows or the majority of my shows were all club and theater type stuff i saw sesame street live when i was a kid once hey that is amazing (laughs) why have you never brought up this nugget of information before i don't know man apparently i cried the whole time based on what my parents said I don't He's like Big Bird. <laughs> I was like, get me the hell out of here. I, I used to, I used to always want to see on TV. <laughs> I, I had this, uh, I always wanted to name a band Grover, you know, and just, that's a good one. Big, big blue furry letters, you know, green, with, little, or, little furry, uh, umlauts oh, over, yeah, the, uh, like blue, yeah. over the O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the umlauts are the fucking googly eyes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You got to shake them around. Yeah. That, that, that's, my a, fir- my, that's a t-shirt. My first, my first concert sucked. My first concert was, uh, John Denver. Dude, Ooh. still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, seeing the Reverend Shag as he is, and the musical influence, and the music he listens to, that that's still a pretty big offshoot. 
I don't know. John Denver was kind of a badass, wasn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I guess he was in uh, fucking the country scene or something. I mean, I, I remember liking John Denver as a kid. Uh, some of the stuff he did, like uh, Rocky Mountain High. Um, and we go to West Virginia all the time, so it's like country roads. <laughs> <take it." laughs> yeah. Did you ever listen to the fucking uh, the, that version of uh, that song I did with uh, um, on the Velveeta Cosmos when we were talking about the Mothman? I turned I don't Country think Rose so. into a Mothman song. I got to hear remember, that. Mothman I remember listening to the episode. I remember the song. Burned your soul with his red eyes. <laughs> I do remember that one now because I was going to say I remember the episode because I was really interested in the topic, but the the song wouldn't uh, jumpstart my memory. But that was good. I remember it, that now. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. But um, I, my uncle used to work with. Uh, he was a costume designer. You know, he did uh, Jimmy Page's pants. No shit, the dragon, the dragon pants. Yeah, the dragon pants. Wow. Um, Levar, Le, Levar Levine. What's the reading rainbow guy? Le, oh, oh, Levar fuck. Burton. Yeah. Le, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he made, uh, he would only get too. pants from my uncle Mike. He was like, oh, you have to make them. He did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle hands in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, the uh, t- the movies. Mm-hmm. Nice. He worked on the Dark Crystal. He was on part of Jim Hansen's team on that movie. No really? shit. Worked up, yeah. Uh, do you remember the soldier uh, beetle things that moved around? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like they look like big scarab cockroach beetles. He I know did those. Yeah, wow. he worked on those. Yeah. So was um, he on one of the main teams for Jim Henson? Nah, there. I think the teams on Jim Henson are like like two hundred, three hundred people. You know, they're okay. huge. So. Yeah, because I because I knew he I, had stations I, like in. Um, the UK, the US, but I was yeah. I was only aware of like two at the time. Yeah, but um, but he was really I know he was like I remember that it was like he was like oh, that's we're awesome. for Jim Henson, you know, it like, and it <laughs> was only for awesome. that movie, and then yeah, yeah, but it, I mean that was a huge crew, uh, but so, so the I, and he worked with the world. police, like I, I he actually took me out to breakfast once, and I met Sting and um, Andy Summer. What had, had breakfast with us? Yeah, because they were he was doing something with the police. He goes, "Hey, Dave, come, uh, you know, out to breakfast. Blah blah blah. I'll pick you up. Uh, you know." So he drives, picks it up, picks me up, drives, and we go into this restaurant. And there's a uh, fucking sting, <laughs> sting in it, just, just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And this is Sting's like yeah, uh, Zen, Zendetta Mondetta. You know, I'm a, I'm still just a little kid. Yeah. You know? So so this is like but, um, early days. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So that he's the one that took me to uh, John Denver because I, I know he had something going on with that. Right. My second concert, he also took me to Led Zeppelin. Ah, <laughs> see, there we go. Who, Jesus. Who do you know? Who do you know that's seen Led Zeppelin live? I know, right? That, that's that <laughs> is you might, insane. You might be my first. None of my friends' parents ever saw Zeppelin. They don't have a Zeppelin yeah. store or anything like that. 1977, opening up. Steve Miller. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of a bill. <laughs> Dude, it That's was great, shit. man. Really? <laughs> it was fucking great. Steve Miller had this laser shit. Steve Miller actually almost blew him away. He's really? Almost. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess Steve Miller yeah. didn't have drum solos, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, R.I.P. John Bonham, uh, but. <laughs> Steve Miller actually, I remember it sounded good. It was really good. It looked cool. I mean, there's all these you know light lasers going through and da-da-da. hits and for Zeppelin days was, 
and Zeppelin was just fucking little fog machines, uh, cam lights coming down, and sounded like crap. Really? Because oh, I know yeah. Jimmy Page always played like a two-year-old whenever he played live, especially in that time frame. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, uh, I, I think it goes down as one of their worst uh, live shows ever. Yeah, <sighs> but I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so, so you're telling us Led Zeppelin's overrated. <laughs> no, I love Zeppelin. <laughs> they make great records. Make great records. They make great blues reboot records. <laughs> well, they did that too, but they also made great <laughs> other things too. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I can't say anything bad. I like it. <laughs> Now, that was yeah, like another one of those uh, bands that made me want to get better at guitar. Yeah. So so yeah, that so that wound up kind of being like your formative of like, you know, kind of getting the guitar, maybe first songs kind of learn. What what kind of do you was that around maybe the same time a band really grabbed you and all of a sudden you were like, this is a favorite band. It was maybe something that your folks weren't listening to. Uh I, I don't really ever recall having a a favorite band. I mean, I loved Kiss growing up. I mean, yeah. you know, because, dude, I was a kid. You oh, know? yeah, they I had mean, everything a kid wanted at that time. Music and exactly, a comic book look. Exactly. And at, the, and at that time, in the 70s, dude, I mean, I mean, really... I, I am so fucking blessed for being born when I was and where I was, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm in the North Pacific Northwest. In my 20s, I went through the 90s, you know. I got to play with fucking all the legends that everybody fucking is like, who the fuck, you know? <laughs> oh, trust me, we'll get to those because you've, you've, we've talked about this just on three and four hour phone chats just by ourselves. So it's like, I know what we're kind of leading up to. And that's why I'm wanting to hear like all the different music that's came first. Then you all of a sudden do all this other badass shit with it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I ever really did anything badass. I'm one of those guys that's, uh, I'm pretty good at whatever I do. You know, it's like, if I go pick up a golf club, I'll shoot eighties, you know, I'll, 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 I'll I'll break a hundred, you know, it, so you're it's, interested it's in something hard. you want it to be good and you want to be good at it and you don't want to just fuck around with it. Yeah, and and I I exhort myself into it, you know. Mm-hmm. I totally like this is my world right now, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I never ever ever dominated. I never, you know, it's like always the bridesmaid, never the bride type <laughs> of thing, you know. <laughs> You know, it's like it's why we're bass players. Yeah, he's really it's, good. It's like the but whole that's Jack- all he is is really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like the whole jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when I got into podcasting, you know, it's like I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to fucking do anything. I just looked on YouTube. I called like fucking um, this guy Marshall, who mm-hmm. had a. a, a um, always bet on geek podcast you know yeah yeah and stuff and uh you know it's like hey we'll just that's why he basically i don't know look it up on youtube you can probably find it so i did (laughs) youtube is an amazing tool yeah it really is tutorial for just about anything (laughs) yeah and it's like unfortunately that sell it they if they if if, like the zoom h6 if it's for sell there's people telling you how to use it on youtube yeah you know 
And unfortunately, that, that technology was not around in the late 80s, early 90s with recording music and how the fuck oh. do I get this proper tone? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, so when, when do you think um, you, when, around what era do you think your first band really kind of got off the ground or like started kind of playing out, playing shows? Uh, probably like, uh, 83. Oh, that's such a good time to kind of bust out. 82, 83. You know, that's like our, like junior, senior year in high school. You know, what was the band name? Casual plaids. Casual plaids. And what, what what were y'all, uh, still together uh, today, still (laughs) together today. My buddy, Randy Parsons is, uh, he's a, was the main songwriter singer in that band. And, uh, he's still doing it today under the same name. That's awesome. Let me, let me take a piss break real quick. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Right on. So yeah, and then uh, then my, I guess my second band would have been well, actually I guess the first band would have been called the Rubes. And that okay, was a little okay. bit before that. That's when we just did the high school uh, arenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first actual band that like played a club mm-hmm. was the Casual Plaids. Now was that uh, primarily uh, originals covers? Uh, it was uh, Casual Plaids was all originals. Yeah, kind of vain. Yeah, the Rubes was uh, Randy, too, the same guy with the casual plaids. Right. But it was uh, covers and originals. Okay. Right. What, were all, what were we all listening to? What was uh, what was everybody listening to at that time that kind of uh, bled into what y'all's originals became? Uh, I would say uh, T-Rex, The Clash, um, And maybe like a little bit of B fifty twos, you know, little surf nice. beat, you know, kind of stuff, you Just know. Because it was it was out at the time, and man, it was good, but it was yeah. like fresh too. Well, I, not necessarily that we were like the B fifty twos, but that style of that that feel of beat. You no, know? Yeah, I feel yeah. you. No, yeah. We, I, yeah, I can definitely feel you on that. Yeah. So now, um, are there any recordings with you on it from this era? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have one for the end of the episode if you still got one. Oh God, I don't. I, I I'd have to call Randy, but I you, know Randy's got it. He you got a little bit of time. He's he still he still records. He still like he has a uh um fucking he keeps everything, dude. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he he has something that we could. It's well, if you can think, quality, well, if you can but, think of a favorite. Uh, from your from that era, uh, hit them up. See if you got it, and we'll see if we can put this on at the end of the episode. All right, yeah, yeah. And if not, there it'll is, be something else. Oh well. There is a, a great song. Uh, fuck, what was it called, dude? Because when uh, before Sub Pop was a record label, they, it was a radio. Bruce Pravitt had a radio station called Sub Pop One Hundred. Right, I, I didn't know that. That's and, cool. And, yeah, and. Um, the casual plaids were on that radio station a couple times. Oh wow. And there's a there's one song. I can't remember the name of it. I remember one song called Frozen in Time that was really cool. It was like a bomb bana dun dana dun dana dun you know. Nice. Um but that wasn't the one that was on it. It was there's a there was one song that was actually really cool, kind of a commercially almost a '60s psychedelia beat type mm-hmm. thing, and uh, can't remember the name of name of it though. But, Damn, um, I'll, I'll call Randy and see if he he has it. And 
See, I know how to play yeah. with play with sounds in the studio and things like that yeah. too. Hey, Randy, I haven't talked to you in like four years. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get I'll on a something from you. <laughs> hey, if it's a podcast that brings you together, I mean, the last time I talked to Randy was on the Cult of Dave. You hey, know? There you go. He was on the uh, second, I think. No, he was on the very first episode. Oh wow! Damn. Okay. And like the seventh or eighth. Yeah. So he's been on a couple times, but yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a great guy, dude. He's got stories, dude. Oh, well, I, 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 that in the game yeah. this long, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, I, I, and it's like, I'm kind of keeping a mental timeline. It's like, I know you said that was like maybe late 70s, early 80s, kind of by this point. You're yeah. right about at the cusp of like when metal and heavy metal really starts rearing its head. How, how did yeah. that wind up affecting you? Well, that that in, I was uh, right in the eighties. I was like I, mid to late eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started. Uh, I went to uh, college to be a hairdresser. Really? You know, to, yeah. Now, I never knew that about you. Yes, and uh, so I got I got my uh, my book and um, appointment with cosmo- you soon. Cosmetology degree, right? Right. And uh, I've probably never been laid more than in my life. <laughs> <laughs> a straight dude doing hair, of course. And as good I mean, at if, it. If, if it was, uh, if uh, there were nights where I just had to, like, just know I got to go home and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Little want, man needs a rest. <laughs> I don't want sex. <laughs> Said but nobody yeah, else was, but this guy. <laughs> and uh, I was in a band, too, at the same time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, um, and that band was, that social thing was, was kind of like a, I would say, Somewhere between like a Love and Rockets and T Rex type. Nice. Of thing. All right. You know, kind of. You know, and that's when we all just metal. Like that's when Pantera started creeping uh, into okay. the scene. And um, oh, this is so C- glammed out Pantera too because this was Texas. <laughs> no, I'm in Seattle. Oh, you're in Seattle. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm, but was uh, this glammed out Pantera? Or was this uh, full on metal a- Pantera? This is the beginning of Pantera. Gotcha. You know, the the very first glimpses of it, you know, that's coming in. Uh, Metallica's coming in. And you have, like, bands like Mud Honey. Well, more like Malfunction. Green River's been around for a while already, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the 80s. You yeah. know, it's in the, the 80s are ending. So you're, you're, um, uh, love batteries. And Seattle is all, this is when Seattle is grooming its sound. Okay. You know, with all right. with all the with all these bands, you know, and that's when uh, I started my music. My music uh, taste changed drastically in that those years. Yeah, you know, right. It was like it's like fuck. This is so much feels so much better than this. You know, because mm-hmm. punk rock was kind of becoming more and more uh, of a thing too. Right? Yeah, you got your Big Blacks, your Dinosaur Juniors, your you know Steve Albini. Fucking, you know, all this uh, Steve Yow, uh, Scratch Acid, Jesus Lizard type mm-hmm. shit coming in. Really, yeah. really strong. Uh, Scratch Acid, I think, is going out. That's a band I'd never seen live, but I've not heard of I them. Did. I hadn't heard of them oh, either. Fucking Scratch Acid was a shit, dude. <laughs> and Have you least, ever heard of Jesus Lizard? I've heard of them. I, yeah, do, so, I do know so, of Jesus Lizard, but this was that time period kind of where. Uh, uh, punk rock was uh, becoming more prevalent, and uh, I guess they're being played by really technically good musicians at the same time too. Mm-hmm. Yes, would be correct because anytime you see hear about any of these Seattle bands, it's like oh they grew up on uh, 
you know, they were writing stuff. I was akin to Black Flag, but they also grew up on Deep Purple and Black Sabbath records, so they wanted to learn all those yeah. chops anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, there was a few punk bands that kind of, they weren't necessarily mainstream. They were still far from mainstream, but they kind of they kind of rose above the echelon of the dirty pubs and that being stuff like Sex Pistols, Clash, Ramones, stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah. But when bands like Metallica started wearing Misfit shirts, a lot mm-hmm. more people started finding out about punk rock and everything. So even though punk had really been going since about the mid-70s, exactly what both of y'all were saying, it wasn't until about the mid or late 80s that it started really having a big boom like that. Right. Right, but you gotta admit when Metallica came out, Metallica was fucking cool as fuck. Oh yeah, the, mean, that first, that first, they, uh, I still say Kill 'Em All is one of the best thrash. Yeah. It's one of the best like hardcore punk records ever. And, it's a hardcore were, punk record with solos. And they were just like dudes at a concert that just like jumped that. up on stage and fucking played. There was no fucking spandex or anything. It was like fucking. And but they, but but here's is, the thing though. I've I've had this conversation with Cap. There was no spandex or anything, but they still gave a fuck. If you look at yeah, their yeah, outfits, they, they still cared. I mean, have you seen some kind of monster? They gave a fuck. No, no, no. Even <laughs> yeah. even like Kill 'Em All, Mustaine, like demo era. You know, they still had a certain look to them. They still they still did their hair up a little bit. They still you know made sure they were wearing the good shirt with the well, you know the in the audience, belt. Alex. They're gonna get. They want to get their dicks sucked. <laughs> right. They but, have but, to look okay. They but, didn't want to go to the Motley Crue so, uh, shows to meet women. They had to. <laughs> they had to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah. always, but I, I always just like kind of pointing that out when people kind of go, you know, oh, I like punk rock because it wasn't fashion and this, that, and the other. Punk rock yeah. was fashion too, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it became a fashion. It, it, yeah. I, I punk think rock, sec- rock was completely fashion. Punk rock is everything but punk rock. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the fucking duality of it all? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. kind of what the Sex Pistols were. They were the. Punk band, uh, punk boy band. Yeah, kind yeah. of. They're they're formed. Exactly. Exactly. If you if you want to get all you know short and sweet with it, yeah, they're formed together by a record label, and they found the way to you know promote themselves in the most outlandish, craziest ways possible. And well, Malcolm punk. McLaren is the one who fucking found out the way to fucking you know. I want to make a dollar on these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> look at this kid named Sid. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, they did walk it like they talked it and got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what that that is what was punk rock. Exactly, you know. But and there the- were a lot of bands like that in Seattle, like uh, like Willard, um, totally Tad, totally. Everybody totally, seemed more chilled out compared to the English punks for sure. Yeah. Well, now, now how some, was there, the climate of like Seattle? Because it because kind of moving now into the 90s when grunge is starting to you know really become prevalent you know seattle is you know the birthplace the ground zero for that kind of music so how was the climate around that time leading up to the grunge era what do you what do you mean exactly so when you say climate are you talking actual climate are you yes the heat no uh (laughs) (laughs) no no just the uh the vibe of the area at the time because for me personally I've never really liked the grunge era because it felt very self-loathing, you know, morose, you know, just poor me, you know, me, 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 me. It's actually of. the opposite. It's actually the opposite of that. It's not. But you can see at least where I come it's from. It's morose. I'll, I'll give you that. But it's um, it's if you if you go through those bands and listen to the riffage is very. Uh, I always, I always say that grunge is if you take Ted Nugent 
and Black Sabbath and marry them. That's grunge. That's the grunge riff, the I've classic heard, grunge riff. I've heard you know, Buzz from Melbourne like, say something like that. Like Stranglehold, you know? That's a grunge riff and like all I, the way, way before grunge ever existed. And this is just based you know? off of like stuff I've watched in books I've read and stuff like that. But they were listening to all those Ted Nugent records on top oh, of yeah, the punk rock stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I fucking I lived on Ted Nugent. Dude. <laughs> he had it some great. Like, say what you want about him. He put out some great music. Yeah, and killed some fucking great animals and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> the but, big old um, smile on his so face. So I don't know though. Like for me though, I kind of take music in as like the larger though, whole. So it's like yeah, you I, listen- I could agree that you know there's some of the riffages and stuff would be cool, but maybe it's my same issue with like you know current pop punk or you know pop punk from the mid 2000s it's like yeah maybe there was some cool riffages there's some cool drum beats but the overall package with the vocals and the tone of the guitars and the well, tone of that, the drums well the tone of the guitars is an mc thank you jcm 800s and 900s dude. late 80s that was, early that was, 90s I'm, for I'm sure that, like was the, general, that was the amp general. if you didn't have that you couldn't play and um they're Fender guitars, you know, Mustangs mainly, Jaguars, and I, I and, was you know, I was mainly referencing the, the pop punk stuff of the mid two thousands, but like for the nineties, lyrically, lyrically, dude, uh, you, dude, there's very seldom do you find a Seattle band that does not fucking blow you away with lyrics, you know. I mean, it's that's that's what made the grunge scene is vocal and lyrics, you know, what we were talking about. Yeah, a little bit more introspective, a little bit more introspective, a little bit more serious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the best fucking poetry you've got. Yeah, man. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna be on the radio, rock and roll. You know, none of that shit. But nobody was was, all about what's going on. But nobody was writing like that in a traditional hard rock band either. But it might be the punk rock thing where it's like, well, we're gonna speak our mind the way the punk rock uh, guys did, but put Black Sabbath riffs on top of it instead. Yeah. Something well, you like look that. at Alice in Chains. Is that a grunge band or is that a rock band? To me, that's a rock band. They they actually were not accepted in the grunge scene. I've read about that, too. You, you, can know, make the, the, you can make the argument for both, but I definitely see them as just a hard rock band, too. I, yeah. I, I see them more grunge. They yeah, definitely see, were, now, like, when, when definitely were, were heavier. In the grunge, in the grunge band, in the grunge scene, they were just too polished. They weren't grunge. They were like this, you know. They wanted to be a part of it, but they were from Bellevue, right? You know, they're not on the. That's they right. were on the wrong side of the fucking lake. And, oh, they're from <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah. Their daddy makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, these guys oh, are you know, polished kids and stuff. Even though. Um, I like a few Lane, Lane, Lane was a fucking cool ass motherfucking cat, dude. He was he was straight up awesome. I think what, loved the, him. The thing I like most about him probably is, is the the vocals, like him and Jerry when they sing together. Yeah, Jerry's a dick. I've heard stories. <laughs> Jerry's a fucking piece of shit, dick, dude. He's Damn, just, he's just a dick. Lane was a fucking cool cat mike star was pretty cool too but mike star was oh here's a story okay when okay. i'm in high school all right when i'm in high school we are uh got this gig at a um a skate king right okay. this is the rubes this is before casual plaza right. rubes right and we're opening for a band called sato okay it was mike star's band 
Oh. Mike Starr's dad had created all this whole... They had this huge stage set up and stuff. They ran it out to Skate King and stuff. The lights and and all that, too. Yeah, yeah. And we need need a band that we can blow away, you know? (laughs) (laughs) know, Who can we get, you know? And... uh, um, so they really got going through high schools and like, oh, these guys are like have this fucking band that plays. Yeah, that was that was my very first live live gig. Really? You know, that oh. was it. Yeah. You and, and Mike uh, Starr. <laughs> the, the posters they made said, "Don't say no, Sato." Oh my god! Because their band name was Sato, right? So we were up on we're we're up on stage, dude, and we're like. Don't say no, Sato. <laughs> and we all go, toe. <laughs> <laughs> Mike starting them on stage, no. going like, oh, son Sato. of a bitch, <laughs> toe. <laughs> we got the crowd going, toe. <laughs> and Mike Starr's dad refused to fucking pay us because we mocked. Oh, what the a band. dick! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we were like, and they're arguing with this the skate king manager guy and shit, you know, because we we've never done this. We just, you know, all we've seen is fucking movies and shit. So we think we're like fucking hot shit and shit. <laughs> we got paid. You still so you still we got still paid, got paid like, even though they weren't going to pay us, dude, because because we just kept on fucking bitching and bitching and bitching, dude. It's all and, it takes uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 but. uh Fucking Cubby was all fucking, our drummer Cubby was all fucking pissed, dude. And he's like, oh, fucking, I know where you fucking guys live. I'll fuck your whole fucking world up, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> you always have to have the one wild card members for situations like that. It's always a drummer. It's yeah. always a fucking well, did, drummer. Did they even call it grunge or give it a term for, like, the scene or anything like that when it started to blow up? No, no, that was created elsewhere. Then, then what were people kind of referring to it as? Because it, it definitely seems like, you know, with the amount of bands and everything you were in, you know. Rock. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> we well, just call it. I, I don't know. We, I well, don't, well, we didn't call I was, it I was about we to say a compliment about we the area, really which is that it really seems on. like the music scene was always booming. It never seemed like, you know, oh, we didn't have a music scene until this came around. So oh, it was no, just kind no, of curious no. to see, you it know, was, during that was, progression, you know, what people started kind of calling that music until it finally hit some sort of trendy It was definitely Wednesday. Wednesday was a normal day, and then Thursday there's a new music scene. It was it was that drastic. It was like you opened a door, and you know, one day from the other day, you know, it was like boom, it just blew up within seventeen it's like, minutes. It's, it's like coronavirus or something like that. It's like oh, yes. it's normal. It's normal. It was yesterday. way, oh, now it's way faster, different world. way faster than coronavirus. Wow. And then and then within fucking a week, the whole country that played guitar moved to Seattle. You know, it was like nuts. You know, you put an ad in the rock or looking for a guitar player. You can't find anybody from Seattle. And in Seattle, was yeah. there like a, you had your rock scene. Was it one of those deals where you had your rock scene, your jazz scene, your like maybe country scene, just a full on, just diverse scene on top of no. the rocks? That There's was a, it? There was, a, there was a blues scene and um, the rock scene, Huh? you know? But before grunge, it was kind of like, you know, in the 80s, there was like these bands that were kind of popular, they were kind of clash-like, poppy, you know, like a poppy clash, a poppy this, a poppy that, you know. Yeah, just the times. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom, they all died. They just all went, and then, you know, the Green Rivers and everything just came up. You know, it it was... 
It was like Godzilla beating the fucking shit out of fucking uh, Mothra, King Kong, or Mothra. Or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just you know, it just it just fucking didn't take long, and it transformed like that, and everybody went, "Okay, this is our new breakfast cereal." <laughs> it's delicious. You know? No, they already like- everybody moved in, and that's when it went to shit. And that's when it and was that, called grunge. Isn't that how it always you know, happens? It's like, oh, this is grunge? <laughs> we were like, <laughs> this we is what the kids are into? <laughs> we were told that. <laughs> so during all this time, uh, what were your bands kind of looking like? Uh, were you kind of starting to hit a little bigger, or were you just kind of going with the flow? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I uh, after that social thing, um, I got in a band called Sledge. Yeah. And uh, that was doing okay. I mean, it was like, you know, we were just writing songs, feeling our way, you know. It's a great, great grunge band name. Got, yeah, what? It's a great grunge band name, Sledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some chick used to call me Sledge. Oh, so, okay. So that's, that's why. Yeah, and you, you can just guess why. I mean, I, I, was said, either, I, I said it was Peter either Gabriel in my head now. Or soup can, and I, soup can just doesn't make for a good band name, right? So <laughs> I'm still thinking about still thinking about the Grover T-shirt, but anyway. <laughs> so um, and then um, yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, uh, just your uh, the, the state of your bands and everything throughout oh, yeah. the uh, '90s. Yeah. So. Um, I, I was in Sledge for a while, which we had a great fucking guitar player, dude. He, Scott Wade was fucking, he played a Mustang. And, you know, we would do covers of like Little Wing and. Um, nice. Um, Working Man and. Hell yeah. You know, but Sweet. All, it was all originals, but we'd throw in these covers, you know. But still, like, those two songs by themselves are like uh, fucking like. Yeah. You gotta- Tricky but guitar he, parts and stuff like that. He was a great guitar player too, dude, and he rocked fucking Little Wing, dude. I mean, it was like that's not yeah. easy to do either. No, he was he was great, dude. He's still one of my favorite guitar players today. And um, does he still uh, play? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on Facebook, Scott Wade. You can Scott Wade. Yeah, check check him out. He he still plays. He he posts some really cool shit too. I'll oh, send yeah. you Sweet. a link to his stuff. Okay. Um, uh, after Sledge, uh, I, I met my um, Jonesy from the Velveeta Cosmos, mm-hmm. and um, we created a band called It. Nice. And that had um, uh, the guitar player was Loud Farts from the Farts, which was a really big <laughs> Seattle band, punk band, and um, Christian Danielson. And Christian was our main songwriter, so we would say that we were a Christian band. Ah, <laughs> nice. You know, 90, 90% songs are Christian, you know, and stuff. Mm, that's and, hilarious. Uh, just, just for the pun of it, yeah. And um, we, we almost became the Seattle house band, dude. And that really? was in, like, early 90s, yeah. Yeah, because that was like a um, – he was a really – Primacy, Chili Pepper type of bass player, but a lot of not lot of thumb the, slapping, a lot of thumb slapping, but not all the time. I mean, he can go into like a do 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 do, you know, um, that one song I have at the end of a uh, fucking um, Tell Him Steve Dave episode is that's that's it. Oh, okay, Word. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it was at the right spot tone wise and all mm-hmm. that. More more primacy than Chili Pepper, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was I would like, say so. You know, definitely more or less Claypool mm-hmm. than Flea. But um, but yeah, but still really really good bass player and great songwriter and um, that band did really good. That band we we went to Canada all the fucking time. Really nice. Like, yeah, and we were like doing lots of tours and we were uh, number one on a Canadian radio station bootleg. They had this bootleg series where if you play Canadian clubs, they record you and they put you on the radio. That's cool. And make money off you when you don't even know it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not so cool. But yeah, but when we'd go up there, I mean, we'd make money because we'd fucking, I mean, the house was always full. The offers were there, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. So, I mean, it was like, what, an hour and a half drive to Canada, two-hour drive to Canada. So yeah. we'd, we'd go up there all the time. Totally so, worth it. Time. So considering, you know, you guys were doing real good on all that, and it, for lack of a better way of going, and you're my friend, so you just know I'm not coming at this rude, you know, just what happened, you know? Because it well, seems like in a situation like that, if the, tra- if the trajectory is up, you know, yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here chit-chatting right now. Yeah, um... Bands are like being, well, you know, bands are like being married to not one person, not two persons, not three persons, but however many persons are in that band. Yeah. Right. And and a, a marriage, as you know, Alex, isn't always guaranteed. Her, 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 her. <laughs> I've been married three times, so. Yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. Har, har, on me. <laughs> I don't give a uh, fuck. It's well, funny. Well, now we're bandmates that live yeah. together, so we're kind of married, aren't we? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, well, no, bandmates are Traded the wife for a band married. member. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship that you have to get along with everybody, dude, and it's not, it's not really that possible. Yeah, so shit happens, and and there other are a few cases. There are only a few cases where the bands are able to make it last for twenty plus years with the same lineup. Can you yeah. can you name any like can you name any band uh, that has day one all original members uh, on one hand? Can you name you any two. amount? You two, Aerosmith, ZZ Top, Green Day, Aerosmith. No, Aerosmith doesn't. I know the drummer has been in and out or whatever because he's got like shoulder issues or whatever. Fucking fucking Joe Perry was fired for a while too, dude. Uh, I mean, they've been through a whole different. I know they went through a whole different lineup. Jimmy Crespo, I know about all that. Yeah, that's right. It was both guitar players, wasn't it? Yeah. So they went. They they did not last. They reunited, but that's like you still got divorced. Okay, you're taking separate lineups out of it. I know a dude here in Texas that fucking got a divorce and fucking remarried his fucking ex-wife. How stupid is that? But, you know. (laughs) At least with Aerosmith, they got all the money. Why'd you spend the money on fucking the divorce? (laughs) I know, right? Did you not learn your lesson the first time? I know. At least with Aerosmith, they got all the money when they got back together, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, if we we don't count the the drummer that was... uh, Part of like their seven inches and in like demo eras, uh, Green Day, they've held together the yeah. same core three. Yeah. yeah, technically the Beatles, even though they're still not around, <laughs> they still. Yeah, I'm talking like present day. I know, but but they still lasted their entire tenure as the yeah. same lineup. Yeah, and then they quit. Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin, so did, same deal. So did, oh, I was gonna say so did Soundgarden, but they didn't. They got a new bass player. Yeah, they had a different. Hero. It was like the first bass player was what first two records. Yeah, Hero was the first bass player, and then Ben came in, who was the only, awesome. The only record I really did a deep dive on for Soundgarden was Bad Motorfinger. 
Oh, that's a good record. Because it's a exactly because it's a good fucking record. <laughs> yeah, Super Unknown is a good record too. I saw. I was. I almost saw Soundgarden. It was at the end of a very long festival day, and me and the girl I was seeing at the time were like, "Uh, what time does Soundgarden go on? Uh, it's nine nine forty five. Uh, it's seven thirty. We've been here all day. Let's go home." And then two days later, uh, Chris Cornell, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, commits suicide. Oh, fuck. Dude, so, actually, the first Soundgarden album is, is really good, too. And everybody... It's actually... That's, uh, what all my, it, that's what all my Soundgarden friends say, that, that the uh, first one's like the better one out of all of them. Yeah, Hunted Down. And uh, actually, there's an EP that has uh, some other shit on it. It's, I think it's called Fop. And they do a version of the Ohio Players song Fop. I don't think I know the Ohio Players no, one. No, I don't. <laughs> either. I know... Uh, Fop and Rock! Never heard Fop, man. I don't, that no, was I don't think that, that's not regular. Well, that's seventy. That's way before you're born. But Ohio fuck players, you, man. <laughs> was Ohio players? Was that a uh, play that funky music, white boy? No, that's Wild Cherry. Wild Cherry. I'm getting my getting all Ohio my seventies. Ohio players band. was Love Roller Coaster. Oh, that's love right. Coaster, oh, love. Yeah. Roller coaster. Yeah. Roller coaster. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, Fire and Fop were like their huge, huge hits. Fop I, is a fucking kill, killer fucking funk song, I'm, though, I'm, man. I'm probably gonna check it out after this and probably love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it actually, is. I was gonna say on that note, a it's getting kind of late over here, and b we're actually at a really good runtime. How about we make this a two parter? And we have you come back on at some point. Uh, we kind of dig back into the bands for a little bit longer, and then we'll make it mainly a podcast-centric episode and kind of sure, and kind of make those a little bit of a back and forth on what we've been doing, what you guys are doing, and just kind of what it's like kind of doing the podcast world versus the band world. Because it's yeah. it's it's very. I found that it's very similar in some cases, but extremely different in others. It's basically the same thing, you yeah. Know, I, I, as I see it, creativity, creatively, eh, creative. What's the word I'm tra- trying to say? Creatively. Are we doing adverbs? Thank yeah. You, Alex. <laughs> creatively, it's it's the same thing. It fills that void, you know. It does. Plus, and that's part of the reason we're really enjoying doing this, you know, yeah. during the COVID nineteen outbreak. It's like it's still giving us a chance to create something and do something a little more, you know. Yeah, and uh, on on my show, I, usually I'll like write a song, or or fill spaces. I use that for for that. That's that's why podcasts is yeah to to do whatever I fucking want to do. <laughs> right. Well, trust me, man. Once we finally figured out the the uh, the issues here, uh, we'll definitely get you back on again. We'll do some more episodes, especially now, again, considering we've got a little bit more time on our hands. We need some folks yeah. to chat to, and you're an awesome guest as always this was fun <laughs> yeah 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 but before we split out of here if you've listened to the show before you know what's coming good sir it's time to dig on into that spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to what you listening to son i don't think you like it well why not i like this new generation of music <laughs> where did you record this I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Captain. What the hell you been listening to? Uh, Hank Von Hill put out a uh, 
some new uh, music the other day called this track called Radio Shadow. It's pretty eighties poppy. I did. I noticed that when um he put that one out and uh there's some Netflix show or whatever that he's got a song on and that one was kind of poppy too. I still haven't listened to that. I think you brought that up last time, but I checked out Radio Shadow and I dig it. That and the uh the new wildlife stuff still cool did they pop a new one looks like they dropped another single well oh, i'll check that out I have here not, before. i have not checked that one out yet look at that well it's called automatic for anybody that's curious it's on spotify and the band is wildlife <laughs> excellent well dave what the hell yeah. you've been listening to good sir uh lately what i've been listening to is a band called innocent oldie but mm-hmm. I mean, that's what i'm about because i'm old Fu Manchu, King of the Road. Nice. That album fucking kicks ass. I still need to do a deep dive on Fu Manchu. It's like there's a bunch of bands. Oh, yes, you do. It's like there's a bunch of bands that that I have a list or like people keep adding to my list that I'm sure if I spent time with it, I'd love it. And they're at the top. Here. But now I have all the time in the world. (laughs) What would you say some of your favorites off that one be? Uh, King of the Road, fucking. There you go. They ain't gonna get mad, are they? <laughs> Sounds just like the record, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, I'd, I would probably love it if I did the deep dive. I'm digging this right now. Wait till the vocals kick in. <laughs> <laughs> phone speaker on a podcast mic. Yeah, I need to get into it. That that was one that was always a band that um always wanted to check out. I always heard everything I ever heard I liked. It's just I never wound up doing that dive. And hearing that again just reminds me I really do gotta dig into that a little bit more <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a total riff band the vocalist uh singer uh repeats his he has a certain style that is through every song you know yeah. so it, it can get old but i mean riff wise it doesn't get old dude it's just like fucking stoner rock tenfold you know it's 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 great Fuck yeah! Um, I don't. I don't mind bands that do that either. It's like the ACDC formula: uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You, you, you you've listened to the Cult of Dave, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you know the ending. <laughs> oh, that's Fu Manchu. God, that's yeah, that's Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> I riff. I riff that off them. Nice. Well, speaking yeah. of ripping things off, I've actually been revisiting the album we ripped our intro music off of. Super Sucker is Get It Together. <laughs> uh, the song on that record, Something Good For You, is where we get our intro music, uh, the ending piece from. But the rest of the record is just really good. It's just there was no other podcast names that work out of, you know, the other songs that well, I feel are a bit better. <laughs> you didn't rip that off, though. You asked them, didn't you? We, we did ask them, but we still ripped it. Yeah, was, but, I we mean, don't pay not, them you for can't, it. You can't, you can't say ripped it if they said, yeah, use it, dude. Okay, okay. I never fine. asked Fu Manchu. I just fucking ripped it, literally. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I, 
he did play their song too over the air <laughs> yeah that's true and so yeah, will we i was watching an interview with eddie spaghetti the other night where he was talking about that record in particular and how difficult that one was for some reason he didn't go into detail but I have a feeling I know why certain band members at that time were a major pain in the ass. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think that's what kind of caused that annoyance. Gotcha. But yeah, there, there's just some great tracks on that record. Like uh, the first song, What It Takes, Anything Else, Paid. It's just a good old one. She she Is Leaving. That that was like my favorite for the longest time. Just good little walk down chord. Um, yeah. And- they're, they're, dude, those guys have been around forever, dude. I, I, oh, yeah. I remember when they were the big black super suckers. Oh yeah, no, I've got those sub pop demos. Hell oh, yeah, those are fucking great. Back in the Seattle, it's Seattle days. I was gonna say. That's right. That's right. Well, Dave, it has been. I never played with them. I always wanted to, dude. But I'm sure you saw them plenty of times. Oh, I did. I've seen of them course. like six or seven. Yeah. Of course. So and you always and you saw them in the earlier best eras too. So yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah, I did. yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was born when I was born. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Clayton loves rubbing in my face that he saw Kiss on the Love Gun tour, so you know it's whatever. I saw Led Zeppelin. You know all, what? All it my, sucked. All my all my friends and family get to see my favorite bands during the Cools tours. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Tell Cliff that the guy you just talked to stopped going to kiss tours when the love gun tour came out <laughs> i was too fucking old for that shit shut up whatever destroyer baby <laughs> oh man that's the i'll say this that's the weaker of the two albums what destroyer yes destroyer, what, destroyer versus rock over i'll just destroyer versus love gun oh yeah man love gun's pretty hidden I don't know. I'll go destroy her over Love Gun. I feel like this is a completely That's separate a episode. Podcast. This is yeah. a third episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get Walt on the next one. Oh, if God. we're going to talk hey, Kiss. Make, make the phone call. We'll do it. We'd I'm love dead. to do it. Well, Dave, seriously, thank you so much for coming on here. We will have you back on because, again, we've got nothing else better to do than do some okay, Skype cool. calls with some friends. Yeah, and yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm available anytime, man. I don't do anything but masturbate, so. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're doing that, if anyone else out there feels like giving us a phone call, you can always give us a call at 513-463-SGFY. And remember, if you do do that while being on the phone with us and leave a voicemail, it probably will end up on the show so really make a wise choice if you'd like to do that or not dave please don't call into the show and masturbate (laughs) cap do you have an outro for us yes dave for the love of god please don't call into the show and masturbate
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month. At patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.